And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. And I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Vin Diesel, and I've been following him on Insta. Instagram? Yeah. It's cool kids call it Insta. Insta. Don't make that mistake, Mike, when you're out there grooming. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> so. Good evening and welcome to Is It A Bicycle? Season 12, Episode 19. The original and bestest ever TV and movie podcast. My name is Stephen Wrigley and I'll be your host for this evening. So I've a man whose use-by date was July 1986. It's Mike McDonough, McDonough. <laughs> and in the red corner, it's our cuddly killer, a man who hasn't served in the military, but has gone commando occasionally. It's Mark Superhero Leonard. <laughs> this week we'll be discussing some movies in shape of, or a movie in the shape of War Machine, and some TV in the form of Salvation and Friends from College. I think that's about it, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Unless we have some news on the sure we're doing it. Wouldn't it be great if we had some trailers to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> you know what we could call that section? <laughs> what? Coming to a bicycle near you. <laughs> that's a fucking great idea. <laughs> so what, what Mike and Steve are having an in-joke about is that we had a debate earlier today about the uh, coming to a bicycle near you section. I aired the view that I think it was a waste of time. <laughs> Steve aired the view that he thought it was great. <laughs> Mike stayed out of it <laughs> and Shona came up with a compromise proving that we are an optimally functioning team <laughs> so if you have a view on coming to a bicycle near you tweet us at is it a bicycle or drop us an email at podcast at is it a bicycle dot com and let us know whether you agree with me or if your opinion is relevant <laughs> yeah, team Mark or team Steve <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, who's the hairy one and who's the vampire? <laughs> I think I'm the hairy one. <laughs> yeah, despite being bald. Yeah, yeah. Holy yeah. gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so what you been up to? I've been watching so much television, Steve. I just having a moment for myself. More oh, yeah? specifically, Game of Thrones back. Oh yeah, it's back. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. My young lad's actually on holiday in Spain. Oh yeah. So I sent him a I sent him a, a little text saying, "So you got to Spain? That that's nice." I myself watching the season premiere of Game of Fucking Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> right, look at that. Just get it out. <laughs> Did you watch? Talk it? about Game of Thrones. Just get it out of your system. Did you watch it? No, I don't watch Game of Thrones. Ah, okay, okay, okay. So it's grand. What's wrong with you? I look. I I don't really want to talk about it just yet. The mm-hmm. episode in particular, but there is one aspect that I do want to talk about because it's been everywhere. A, cert- a certain ginger fuck? Fucking Ed Sheeran. Yeah. <laughs> Ed Sheeran's in it, dude. Yeah. They pretty much constructed like a scene for him to be in. Yeah. And he sings in it. Yeah. Uh, it was handy that they no, had needed a singer for that scene, you know, wasn't what, it? What they had was they had a group of soldiers just sitting mm-hmm. in the woods in their Lannisters and mm-hmm. Arya just stumbles across them. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, I guess the scene, that, the point of it is is to show that some of the soldiers are all right. They're kind of decent folk. Yeah. They're just normal dudes. Yeah. But yeah. what they did was that the, the dudes are sitting around singing. Yeah. And she comes up and goes, oh, what's the name of that? And uh-huh. the man says, oh, it doesn't have a name. It's a new one kind of thing. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, and uh, then the camera just lingers on him for about mm-hmm. two seconds with him just staring into it. Yeah. <laughs> so just like, Look who we have. Look who it is. <laughs> now, I know they've had like members of like Snow Patrol and Coldplay and mm-hmm. so on in previous seasons, but yeah. you wouldn't recognize them really because mm-hmm. they're band members rather than, yeah. you know, Ed Sheeran. Yeah. yeah. I just felt it was a bit cheap. Yeah. There, there was some hilarious stuff on Twitter about it. I think I really took it. Do you know he left Twitter? He, he deleted I, his I account there was due people, to the backlash. There was people saying, if only there was a dire wolf eating his face. <laughs> I, I thought that was a bit drama queen. He's not a, he's not a big Twittery type guy anyway. Uh-huh. He's been known to right. go off for mm-hmm. like a, a year or so, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then come back. Yeah, but yeah he, the, the account started up again a couple of days later, but mm-hmm. I'd say he was just sort of like, yeah, I don't need to see this new yeah. stuff. Yeah, that'll mm-hmm. blow over. Which yeah. is fair enough. Uh-huh. But, um, oh, I don't know. I just I just felt it was wrong to do that. You know. It was funny. When that scene was set up, you know you've been watching Game of Thrones too long, because I just thought to myself, okay, here's a young girl alone in the woods with yeah. a bunch of fucking soldiers yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't going to end well <laughs> yeah but uh yeah ed ed gave us the nicer side of uh westeros war yes yeah yeah um 
As for the rest of the the episode, brilliant. Oh, yeah. It's exactly what you'd expect. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, great premium. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I'm still in a state of shock, though, that it's only going to be six episodes. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's only a, a baby series. No way. Yeah. I think we've only 12, including the last two seasons, altogether. Oh. So, there's going to be a hell of a lot of scalping. That's 12 to, in total? Yeah, yeah. I think it's 6 and 6, oh. or maybe 7 and 7, but it's two short seasons. Now, I've heard uh-huh. that it's not going to end like George wants it to end. Well, if George had fucking got his thumb out of his ass and <laughs> fucking finished it, <laughs> he but, might have had some say in the matter. he said it, he, he has seen how it ends, I believe, uh-huh. and he says it's epic. Mm. In a dream. Uh, I think right. he's been told. Did yeah. somebody send him a raven? A raven. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's kind of episode you'd watch again. Mm. You know, there's a lot in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, totally fantastic. Great. Yeah. What's wrong with Mark? Why doesn't he watch Game of Thrones? I know. You think he'd love this? Well, I used to have respect Why for the man. Why don't you like it, Mark? Yeah. What's your problem? Or are you just saving um, it all up? I'm. Pro- I don't know if I'm saving. I'm probably saving it, but I just kind of fell away, stopped watching it a couple of seasons ago, and then I didn't really miss it that much. Yeah. But like, I've been ahead of it until now. On the books, like. Oh, you are reading the books. I have them read. Oh, they're well read, Mike. All right, oh, okay, okay. So you're not a complete heathen. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, like, I've seen... What season are we on now on GOT? Seven. Seven. Well, I've seen five seasons of it then. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, okay, so, yeah. yeah. We'll take it all back. Yeah, yeah. There's only so much programs you can watch, like. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, you know, if there's a season of Game yeah. of Thrones and nothing else matters until yeah. that's watched you know, it's well like he does have Hip Thrust Mountain to keep up with it yeah oh no sorry I forgot uh, there was a reality TV thing that I saw during the week I meant to bring up but I forgot the name but there's so much reality TV on yeah, Love TV. Island is great this year mm, it's getting a lot of newspaper coverage yeah, I've mentioned it, it a lot now. I don't want to sp- yeah. spend more more time on the show talking about it, but it, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Actually, the, um, the, the they're the really lucky with their cast. All right, um, as indeed they are with X on the Beach this year. They got some prize fucking wankers on it this <laughs> year. Uh, oh man, I'm only I'm only one and a half episodes in. I was actually watching an episode before I came in here, and there's a lot of really unlikable characters here. Yeah, I think they've done a great job in getting complete bastards in. You know, and like know. Marty from Geordie Shore now seems like an angel yeah he does doesn't he <laughs> compared to them whereas on Geordie Shore you were kind of thinking ah oh, Marty's a bit of a dick like yeah. but he's just fucking he seems like a shining example of human kindness now <laughs> <laughs> yeah I must say I'm enjoying it this year I, I didn't watch it for a few years just because it was a lot of the same but uh, once they broke out the, the nasty characters it, it, it rebooted itself wonderfully so to give you an insight, Steve, there was a girl kicked off the show already because she attacked another girl who had said that she would try and have sex with her ex. Okay. She kind of missed the title. Yeah. The, I'm, I'm the show. yeah. <laughs> so she was the brains of the outfit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> God, I, I, I just can't watch I just can't watch these people. I can't watch that, you know. Just to, not even, not even like I can't even watch the trailers. Yeah. But it's like and Big Brother is tipping along nicely too. Mm. But did you ever, did you ever herd cattle when you were young, lad? Yes, uh, I did. Yeah. If if you look into their eyes, there's just this vacancy, <laughs> and that that's kind of what you see when you're watching these shows. You know? <laughs> <laughs> there's a pulse, but there's there's actually no intellect behind the eyes. <laughs> um. Bovine vacancy on MTV reality <laughs> stars sites. Is it a bicycle? Is Michael McDonough? <laughs> oh god. Um, so yeah. So what else have we been up to? Did you do anything exciting? Um, I've been joining the hoi polloi, walking in the fresh summer air. Oh nice. Yeah, the joys of being unemployed. It's fucking great. Really? You're back yeah. unemployed, Mike. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm one of the great unwashed now. 
Nice. Brilliant. Yeah. Living the dream. Many yeah. people will call it. Back in the yeah. cardigan. That's it, yeah. 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 <laughs> Haven't had a shower for three weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> There's no need. <laughs> Who do you have to be clean for? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I also I've been using my time to catch up with some shows that uh, I had I had been forced to abandon. Oh yeah. Uh, namely Zoo. Uh, caught up to season three. Remember that was the one with the animals yes. all attacking the humans. Yes. yes, I watched the first season of that. Awesome stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, and season two now has just arrived on Netflix. I'm debating mm-hmm. going back in there. Um, yeah, I, I, I think you might want to. Yeah. Um, season three is a very strange jump, and I won't be too spoilery, but I'll just tell you what they've done um, because it is unusual. Um, season two finishes. Um, obviously there's a cliffhanger things aren't looking so good for the team uh, as usual in cliffhangers season 3 jumps 10 years what? yeah I I watched the first episode of huh. what? <laughs> um, so everybody's got a couple of grey hairs and you they spend the episode kind of catching us up as what's happened in the last 10 years Okay. Um, which I thought was a, a nice, a nice way to do it because, you know, nearly every show it just follows on from the end of the cliffhanger or whatever. Uh, so interesting approach. Uh, also caught up with, uh, the leftovers. Uh, never warmed to oh, that show. Okay. Yeah. You guys never got into it. I, yeah. I gave it the oh. time and I'm glad I did. It's just turned into one of the best things on TV. Um, it's, uh, like you remember the premise is two percent of the world's population disappeared and then the show focuses on the people who are left behind and they're trying to deal with what happened and the thing about the show that i love is that they'd never ever explain it um everybody's got their own theories and how they're trying to work out in their own heads what this means why it happened um and how to go from there but the, the producers have deliberately uh refused to give any clues whatsoever. Um, so it's up to you to always make what you will of what happened. Um, so like the supernatural aspects, there's religious aspects, there's uh, atheistic aspects. Oh. They're, they're all thrown in and none of them are given any particular value. It's just how it affects the character and their their mental state. Um, oh, a bit like Lost. A bit like Lost. Yeah. Um, Is there an ending? Is there an ending? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I really love about it is the the way they've uh, built the music into the show. Um, it has one of the best, uh, you know, musical collections probably on TV in the last ten years. Um, I think sometimes people call that a soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Score. I was I was struggling to find out a word that would cover that. <laughs> wait I, a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! <laughs> There was a movie on the list there a couple of weeks ago called Baby Driver, which was all music and all brilliant. And someone got really upset. I did. I got tackled up about it. Not just upset, but downright narky, I would Uh, say. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. Well, Mm. here's the thing Mm. this is done not as a musical. Okay. It's a drama. And the music. So was Baby Driver. Shut up, (laughs) 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 Russ. The music is built into the scenes mm-hmm. it's not like they set up the scene to be you know fucking yeah, yeah. Gilbert and Sullivan yeah, 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 you know yeah. your, your big song moment like yeah. Mark Leonard strutting the stage yeah. um, the music will be playing quietly in the background mm-hmm. and whatever the song happens to be about is perfectly chosen to describe what's happening in the scene mm. so much so that they often don't even have to speak um there's just like eye contact, body movement, uh, perspective, positions, and it's all exactly in time with the music. Mm. And then the scene ends and, you know, gone. But it's just a... Oh, sounds good. It's moment after moment of little masterpieces. Mark, right you'd hate show. this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, I looked it up because it, it, it particularly hit me in season two just how much music they were using. Yeah. They've used something like 300 songs. No way. Jesus. Um, in three right. seasons. Yeah. Wow. And you know, you might get 10 seconds here or yeah, you yeah. might get a full song there and it's the whole yeah. spectrum. You have everything from feckin' jazz to Simon and Garfunkel to feckin' Wagner. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's everything. All right. And it's always perfectly chosen. 
Um, they do that in a lot of the reality TV shows I watch also. <laughs> <laughs> like when that when that girl lost her marbles and attacked the other girl, mm. the next song they played was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, it's, yeah. it's a tried and tested technique on quality <laughs> programming like you find on MTV. Yeah. So the reality TV, that, that was the one I wanted to talk about, the controversial mm. one. There was uh, one in the Netherlands, it's called, uh, translated, it's called Bring Your Bathing Suit. Right. Okay. And so they have rounds in it where you have to do things like guess whether a woman is fat or pregnant. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Oh dear. Yeah, yeah. So, no, stick with it. Right for a second. Are are her breasts real or not? Right. <laughs> right. So reducing two pieces of meat. You know, as uh, Shona would uh, remind me, mm-hmm. she was here. And um, but they also they went further than that. They would have an Asian guy, and you have to guess whether he's Japanese or Chinese. Right, or they yeah. have a guy. Is he a criminal or a businessman? And it, it's, yeah. now the objective was mm-hmm. a satirical look at stereotypes mm-hmm. and yeah. so on. But yeah. no, and <laughs> is, is this like a game show? Do people get points for each right yes, answer? Yes, yes, that kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, that sounds fantastic. No. You could actually play it with the family, you know, divide the crowd into into teams. Or is he Dutch or German? You yeah, know, kind of <laughs> you know. So, yeah. Well, you can tell he's German because he's stolen the bicycles. No, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Never gets old. <laughs> um. Yeah. So anyway, they went apeshit about it. Uh, rightfully so. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, Jesus, come on. Oh, seriously. it's terrible. Yeah, I'd never watch something <laughs> like that. <laughs> so you didn't happen to catch any of this season of Your Face or Mine? No. What's that that is such a funny show. You, you know this the, the context of the game show? No. No, no, I haven't seen this. A couple come on um, and they, they tend to do an even spread between, like, you, you could have uh, a couple who are girls, a couple who are boys, um, a boy and a girl. They tend to mix it around. Mm-hmm. And then not they will be asked a variety of questions about who do you think is better looking, this person or that person? And if you give the same answer as a studio audience, you win money. Okay. And the amount of money ratchets up as the show goes on. Mm-hmm. But so does the, um, I guess, the intensity of the questions being asked. So just before the break, halfway through the show, the question is, who's better looking, you or your partner? Mm-hmm. So you have to say, well, I think I'm better looking than my girlfriend or my girlfriend thinks she's better looking than me uh-huh. and agree on it with the studio audience. Like, right. And all the time you have Jimmy Carr and Catherine, what's the girls with him? She's really good too. Catherine They're the whole time stirring the pot. Like, yeah. <laughs> the Is her name Catherine? Yeah. Catherine? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so then they come back and they have mystery coming in. Like, you know, they'll bring on an ex of somebody. Yeah. Uh-oh. Exactly, and put them sit in the middle and go right. So, like, like say it was say it was an ex girlfriend of mine. Then, then they would ask me to choose between my current girlfriend and my previous girlfriend. Oh, see, wow. he was better looking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, well, like the 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 answer is always obvious. You know, you yeah. you always upgrade. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, it would be an easy one for me, right? Uh, yeah. But say say a hypothetical example where can I be shown it for a minute and call me shallow? No. <laughs> <laughs> take a hypothetical example where the the ex is better looking, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have to decide whether it's worth offending your partner for money. Mm. And they come up with some really, really funny combinations. Like they'll bring on a guy's brother. Right. And, uh, and they had it the last, last week with um, two fellas. They were going out like, and they brought on the brother of one guy. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Carr is there like, so a question I've always wanted to ask someone, who's better looking? Your boyfriend or your brother? <laughs> <laughs> and it's really good because, like, like if the couple are very comfortable with each other mm, yeah. and, like, they're together a while and they're well-adjusted, mm-hmm. it's generally just a chat with a bit of banter with Jimmy mm-hmm. Carr. Yeah. But where there's any kind of insecurities at all, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. brilliant. And is it always about who's better looking or do they get into, like, iffy stuff? I'm not sure what you mean by iffy stuff. I like, would you <laughs> rather? <laughs> oh, would you rather? No, it's always about who's better looking. Okay, all right, all right, yeah. yeah. But so it's like no so. The game show is very simple, right? But it's it's the the comedy that's on display. Like Jimmy Carr is a genius. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got a, a really good sidekick too. I can't think of her second name. She's so funny. Highly but they're really, really funny, funny both of them. It's, it's, I highly recommend it. It's on Sky. And you can get catch up on it too. So if you're interested in seeing a funny half an hour TV show, mm-hmm. I recommend it. Yeah. I do like Jimmy Carr, actually. Countdown's good too. Mm. Yeah. Who's on Countdown with him? Some girl. Fiona... <laughs> Jacqueline Jacqueline Riley <laughs> um, right we tear into it go on so mm. okay so what do we watch first this week um, I watched a few trailers <laughs> uh, we for those of you that weren't listening at the start of the show Mike is making reference to a discussion we had today about the coming to a bicycle near you section if you agree with me and you think that, that section should be dispensed with <laughs> Then just drop us an email. We should have a if poll. If you don't, don't bother. I won't read it. Yeah. <laughs> we should have a poll. Oh, well, or a check. Yeah. <laughs> ah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, let me see. So, what did we watch first? Uh, Salvation. First of our TV. Um, there's a meteor discovered. Mm. Or an asteroid. Can't remember which. And it's uh, heading towards Earth. And it's going to arrive in mm. X days. Mm. And people have found out. And other people don't want other people to tell anyone, so they start chasing them, which is a little bit weak side of the story. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, the the premise is, what are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And how will we deal with it mm-hmm. mentally, mm-hmm. with loved ones and so on? Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, you've you really caught the, the zeitgeist there, Steve. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there are more details, of course. But, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, in mm-hmm. my excellent summary... Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was about to commend you on the excellence of some reason. <laughs> it took me hours to move yeah. Um Yeah, that, that chasing, that sort of cloak and dagger bit where, you know, professors go missing mm-hmm. uh, because they've got info on this incoming uh, yeah. celestial mm-hmm. rock or yeah, celestial yeah. thing. Um, yeah. It's oh, the old incoming. professors go missing trope. Yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> and, you know, and there's a dude in a big black SUV following mm. his one of his students who mm. also knows about the stuff. Yeah. And mm. uh, he gets away on his bicycle. Yeah. yeah. You know? And the old don't get caught riding your boss trope. Uh, yeah, there's the, that yeah. one there. <laughs> that one there as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, of course, the Pentagon's involved and they've mm-hmm. got a plan, but it's not much good. And mm-hmm. there's Neil Elon Musk type guy yeah. who uh, has his own ideas and what he's going to do. Yeah. And yeah. Is, it, is it just me or is everyone sick and fucking tired to hear about Elon fucking Musk? No, I think he's, he's pretty good. He's a doer. Oh, fuck's sake. He's a doer. Who, yeah. who is he? You uh, know the guy who owns SpaceX and he owns uh, Tesla and he used to own, was it Twitter or Amazon? can't remember. Twitter, wasn't it? I don't care. It was one or the other. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so he's he gets up off his ass and does stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Christ anointed. What's the name of Johnny Depp's ex? Uh, Joel Taxi. You know the two that had... Uh, Pearl Lachaise. No. You know the two... <laughs> <laughs> Winkle Pop slapped his eye. You know, you, know, you know the two that uh, had a bit of a, a, a kerfuffle there a few months ago and one was saying that one, you know, hammered the hell out of the other and so on. Do you remember that? that? She, she took some video of him being uh, pissed off in the kitchen slamming cupboards and stuff oh yeah yeah that? yeah 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 elon uh, was uh was he tapping that was i know he was mad after so he started like texting her and stuff and i think they're dating oh let's see yeah, yeah. anyway there's, so a, there's a bit number? of celeb goss yeah how do you get her number <laughs> he's the he's nsa yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so anyway so yeah, this this first episode is basically the first 10 or 15 minutes of either armageddon or deep impact yeah um, where they set up the scenario that there's an extinction level event about to happen, which is going to be an asteroid colliding with the Earth. As you so succinctly put it, Steve, they're trying to figure out how can they, I guess, how can they fix things? Mm-hmm. I thought that the espionage element was very, very tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking about all the tropes that they use again. They've, they've done nothing really with that a government agency is after you that you haven't seen a million times before. Like even that bicycle chase was fairly underdone and didn't compare at all to the good uh, bicycle versus um, secret agents that we've had in things like enemy of the state, Mm. for example. Um, And they were so vague about it in the first episode that you nearly forgot it had happened, except the main character, Except the main character. 
except the main character every so often reminded you I was chased yeah. by a guy in a black van and you go oh you were I remember now that's mm-hmm. uh, that was another point um, was mm-hmm. uh, that main character he's not much of a main character no he's not really no and uh, I I just don't know why they need him there mm-hmm. you know if they knew it was coming already okay they, they have something discovered but why is he still involved yeah is it because he's to bring in a younger viewership mm. Because oh, completely, are, and uh, you need your audience proxy as well. Like, so he yeah. he's learning things as we're learning things. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Do you know what would be better? Would be if he went back to MIT and took a job as a janitor, and then maybe solved this problem on the board without telling anybody. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. I thought it was funny that um, it was MIT. You know, yeah. expect, you know the, there's no Boston accent. You know. Yeah. 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 What are we going to do? No food. With yeah. staff. Yeah. No. <laughs> so the supporting cast aren't bad, I don't think, in this. Um, they establish their characters fairly quickly. Like you've got, you mentioned, Mike, I think the illicit relationship between a boss and a person that works for him and how that feeds into the storyline is a little bit interesting. And especially when there's all kinds of official secrets acts in between them. And then you have the professor, Sorry, he's not a professor. He is this crazy intelligent guy who's a multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. He's quite an interesting character. And I agree with you, Steve. Like he, the young guy that managed to figure out where this asteroid was, he's a little bit superfluous in his first episode. And all of his interactions, like the um, he had a rom- there's a romantic thing going on with him in this episode as well. Like that was that could have been left out nearly. Who cares? Yeah, it didn't really matter, you know. But um, all it really did was to to kind of give him a way to talk to the camera about his motivation, you know, where his head was at. Mm-hmm. And I think I thought there was there was better ways of probably letting us into that, that than, than what they did. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really interested in the whole disaster movie Armageddon's one of my favorite films like I said is for most people I really liked Deep Impact as well although Robert Duvall had a lot to do with that and um, this one is not going to be either of those I don't think it's going to be look we're going to be Armageddon any minute but give us a season or two to work out these important relationships and then we'll do the Armageddon thing yeah well they've 186 days so if they take the 24 formula that could be a quite a lot of seasons. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be well into syndication by the yeah, time they yeah. see that asteroid. <laughs> and then they'll delay it. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I was wrong. Sorry, I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a thousands and 86. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, oh, look, there's a Stargate. Why didn't anybody <laughs> notice this? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, what do you think? Oh, I fucking hated this. Yeah, I was just surprised. Lazy from start to finish. Yeah. You know, you had this uh super smart student guy who's a little bit sloppy. He's smart. Your basic genius smart, as yeah. you say. Um he's got his department. Department. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got his pretty little girl that he's gonna go out with and she'll be all supportive and stuff and she'll probably be really worried when something happens to him. Um <laughs> You've got bad, bad spy guys um, who just happen to drive around in a black, intimidating van, like every other spy guy yeah. ever filmed. Yeah. Um, the it's inconspicuous, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. four-ton uh, black SUV parked in the corner. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> black window. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, if you really wanted to be a spy, you'd drive a Toyota Corolla. Yeah. You know, and you'd need the baseball cap. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Which is the rookie mistake. Yeah, sorry, Steve. <laughs> um, and you know, then the people in the Pentagon—it's all so by the book. You know. Yeah. There was. It was almost like they had a checklist that yeah. we're just going through. I didn't see any little spark of creativity. Um, this really struck me as something that some guy that the producers go playing golf with or drinking with pitch them you know what if we had a timeline of 186 days and the work world is going to end go from there yeah, yeah you know let's get a team together write this shit up yeah. and <laughs> the interior of the pentagon is i'm pretty sure i've seen that set somewhere else before yeah. you know? <laughs> it's probably doctor who or something yeah, <laughs> yeah so it was pretty poor in fairness yeah um speaking of doctor who you hear we got a female doctor who coming in yeah, yeah, I heard that, Jeff. Yeah, she's quite attractive. 
that's the oh, important Mike. thing, Mike. That's the important <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, because yep. yeah, I, I stopped watching Doctor Who when they got rid of Karen Gillan because she was also attractive, mm-hmm. and they didn't replace her with equal quality. <laughs> I can hear Shona <laughs> slapping her forehead. <laughs> She's going, yeah. why can you take something that's a triumph for the feminist nation and turn it into an objectification? So, yeah, well, what I would have said to that is, well, why is that even used? Of course they can have a female Dr. Hugh. Well, the other side of the argument is, why don't you make a new fucking character, you lazy bastards? Like Dr. Witch or something? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I, for one, am very happy about the new casting arrangements. Okay. Yeah. So we'll watch that instead of this then? Oh, probably, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. So we won't be watching this. This is all filler, I I, I presume. Filler for me, Steve, yeah. Yeah, This is is a shock and tat. Um, friends from college. This was the second of our TV. Mm. You know, this sounds like the kind of thing that Sean would put on the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you're Did a fan, put you're it on a the fan list, of uh, one, of the, one of the guys in the uh, Mr. Yes. Mr. Key? Yes, I'm a very big fan of Mr. Key. Yeah. Um, but, um, he's kind of out of his depth here. Yeah. Tell uh, us about it. Tell okay. This is... Could you imagine if a guy hung around with producers, maybe played golf, went drinking with them, and pitched them a story? <laughs> you can't explain every TV show with the relationship to a producer. Maybe you can, actually. Um, so this is a bunch of six college students uh, who were best friends forever in college, and now it's 20 years later. They're all in their early 40s, and life has proceeded. Uh, they've all gone their different ways they've all got different baggage to show for their time spent walking this earth and the show is following them as they all get back together in New York as life has brought them back into the same city having been apart for quite a long time so three three of the cast um, are familiar to us Kobe mm-hmm. Smulders um, Keegan-Michael Key mm-hmm. and uh, Fred Savage Kevin Arnold from the Wonder Years. I I never clicked. No way. No, no. I mean, he looks the exact same. He looks exactly (laughs) the same. He he hasn't even gotten taller. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like he was put in a wider body. You know. (laughs) You know. Um, So, what do you think? Hated it. Yeah. 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 Um, This is like a really badly redone, rebooted uh, Saint Elmo's Fire. Right. Um, except it doesn't have as many really, really ridiculously good-looking people in it. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have anything like the drama that they built into that, largely right. because St. Elmo's Fire was a movie, and they had to obviously, you know, yeah. throw everything into 90 yeah. minutes or whatever it was. Here, they're stretching it out to, I don't know, 70 episodes or whatever they're going to make of it. Right. Um and, you know, from the very beginning, I was just sitting there thinking, okay, so let's see, maybe one of them has marital problems, another one's maybe his career isn't going so well, maybe some people getting, uh, you know, maybe they're having trouble with kids. Uh, <laughs> Still acting like they're in college when they're together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them never grew up, you know. Mm, yeah. uh, and you're, you're, again, ticking the boxes, you know, yeah. who's going to be this character. Mm. <coughs> and I... I strongly, strongly doubt that over the course of the series they're go- they're going to bother giving any depth to any of the characters. Yeah, they're all going to be, um, you know, whatever sign they've hung on their neck in the first episode. That's yeah. going to be them for the rest of the show. Yeah, and you know, maybe at the end of the show they might have a tearful, uh, "Oh, I always loved you" kind of get together, yeah. and that'll be that. Hmm. Um, I didn't get to this, but I did watch the trailer. Okay, uh, actually, just today. Mm. And uh, I'm glad I didn't get to this <laughs> um, because I didn't like the trailer. <laughs> it's like Jesus. I, I think I switched it off before it finished. <laughs> <you know? laughs> it was exactly as you described it. Yeah, I just yeah. went if if this are the mm. if these are the best bits out of the season. Mm. There's no way I'm watching episode one. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, because they they give you the intro yeah. and blah blah and uh-huh. who you know which characters which and mm-hmm. you know all the most hilarious you know situations that the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just no, they're not. 
they're not yeah, funny. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Key is just a fish out of water. Yeah. You know, it's he deserves better. He does deserve better. <laughs> um, you know, he's a very very funny guy. Yeah. This is not a very very funny show. Yeah. So he's he's not, got nothing to work with. Yeah. Um, I'd be appalled if he actually was had a hand in writing it. Shocked and appalled. Shocked and appalled, Steve. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, I. You know, I'm I'm trying to think who this might appeal to. Mm. Um. No, I got okay. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you tried, Mike. You tried. tried. That whole thinking thing didn't work yeah, out yeah. for you. Uh, sorry, Sean. I just had a brain fire trying to come up with any qualities this might have. So yeah. total filler. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, have we ever done a record for shortest ever review? No, like I'd there say, have I'd been things that have there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, there have been things that have been so bad that you just like, uh, I'm not going to waste time yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah, there was, yeah. yeah, I remember there was one or two, all right, mm. but uh, mm. yeah, this is up there, all right. I think. Yeah, but there's different levels of badness. Like there's some things that are so bad that it ends up generating a great conversation. Oh, just yeah, because. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, do you remember that bit? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but some things just have. They're not only bad, no, but they've no, no redeeming no qualities quality, that. Yeah, yeah. Will even generate a laugh. Yeah, you know, they're just meh. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. A meh award for the well, it has for the to bikies. Be, yeah, meh. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, because uh, it can't mm. be good and it can't be bad. It can't yeah. be so bad that it was awful. Yeah. Because then it's got something interesting about it. Yeah. You and know? you're going into B movie scale. So something and stuff that's like completely that. yeah uninteresting. There we go. There's our first one for this year. Nice one. Yeah. Um. Right. Uh, well, our first one we coined last week, which was your favourite Tom Cruise movie. Oh, yeah. We did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we did. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, War Machine. So, War Machine is an original Netflix movie, which I guess is tackling the political aspects of warfare. It tells the story of Glenn, General Glenn McMahon, who is played by Brad Pitt, as he takes up duty in Afghanistan with, I guess, a self-appointed mission to win the war for the U.S. once and for all. The movie, I guess, deals with how difficult it is to win an unwinnable war and how the Glenable deals with, which is one of his many nicknames, deals with this, I guess. What do you think, Mark? This was a bit of an onion film for me because I am incredibly interested in military strategy. Not enough to read a book on it, but I, but I would watch like a documentary. So when it started off, and first of all, Brad Pitt does not look like Brad Pitt. No, he doesn't, does he? He, he looks like a wider at the shoulder George Clooney. And uh, when I saw him coming in, I went, okay, Brad Pitt has gone way into this role. He is a completely different person. He doesn't even sound like himself for the most part. Mm -hmm. I wondered actually how um, he spoke in that voice for so long. His throat must have been ruined. But anyway, so the film starts off and there's there's a voiceover, the importance of which is revealed towards the end of the film. But the voiceover is describing this guy. And I immediately found myself going, this guy is cool. Yeah. Right. And uh, really kind of getting behind the character. And then when he, when he took up station and he started trying to figure out how he was going to win the war, I was behind him. But gradually and quite skillfully, they peel away a few layers mm-hmm. and you start to see that this isn't really what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's not about this, this great general who's going to figure out what nobody else could. It's really about how the political machine has no interest in any of that mm-hmm. and uh, how that related to the troops on the ground. So it might sound like from this review that I enjoyed the film, but I did not categorically mm-hmm. enjoy any part of it. The first half an hour I was interested, but once I realized that they were going to focus on the least interesting aspect of warfare, mm-hmm. which is the political struggles of a general in a war that nobody really cares whether he wins or not. I lost all interest. But uh, because I'm just as dutiful a soldier as I imagine uh, General McMahon was in his day, I stuck it out 
and washes the end. But like, it's not good at all. What did you guys think? Um, I agree with you on uh, Brad Pitt. I thought this was uh, one of his finest hours. <laughs> he, uh, uh, he's not Brad Pitt at all. He reminded me actually of, uh, who's that guy that does those military things all the time? Neil McDonough. All right. Um, he's just, uh, they've changed his coloration or something. It, it's just not him. But he has completely absorbed the persona. Um, uh, not so much with his looks, but just the way he moves and stuff like that. Uh, it was very pronounced, actually, when he's jogging. He's got this sort of Planet of the Apes gait about him. Uh, I wanted to talk about this. <laughs> okay. There's a couple of layers to this film. They're, they're doing a lot more than, than just what's on the surface. It was Don actually pointed this out. Mm-hmm. He runs like a G.I. Joe action figure. Ah, okay. I thought I knew where I'd seen it before, but yeah. He's a very affected gait. And I was mm-hmm. going, I was looking at him running and I was saying, there has to be a reason for this. Nothing happens in a movie by accident. Yeah, yeah. And then Donna said, well, he's, he's running like one of those He-Man figures. Yeah. <laughs> I went, that's it. He is the G.I. Joe. <laughs> yeah. He is, he is um, cut from a plastic mold. There are hundreds of them. He's interchangeable. He's G.I. Joe. And uh, another thing is the affectation that's described in the opening um, of his hands Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he's holding a cigar that he's not yeah. allowed to have anymore. Yeah. yeah. And they mentioned that he was Glenable and he was essentially Hannibal from the A-team. Yeah. Um, only, and if you look then, think of Hannibal from the A-team and look at him again, they're almost identical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then true. when you imagine like the crook of his fingers containing a cigar, well, that's it. He's just waiting for the plan to come together. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a few, and I, I, I would imagine... Like it was late, and I was pissed off for having to watch this film anyway. But if if it was if you had a, a deeper look at this film, I reckon there's plenty of other stuff like that in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of nice little moments in it. Like uh, at one point when they're doing the introductions, um, you know, there's one of the one of the guys on the team is a Navy SEAL, and he he comes over uh, uh, shirtless to uh, to Brad Pitt, and. Uh, He's got quite a paunch, but he's supposed to be a Navy SEAL. And Brad Pitt just says, why are you fat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just a throwaway line, but I, I, I thought it was, uh, it, it was very good. It's, it's billed as a Waramady. Yeah, that was kind of my problem with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was that it wasn't that funny. There was only one place that I laughed. Mm-hmm. And I think that was where he's doing the conference call, the video conference call. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he started to pretend that he couldn't hear the guy when he's been asked awkward questions. Yeah. And then yeah. he gets another guy in who he built mm-hmm. yeah. or sort of tutored previously. Yeah. yeah. That I'm going to ask you to come in. We're going to pretend we have a technical problem and blah, blah, blah. It's in, yeah. the, it's in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that was funny in context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I quite liked asked, Angry Man. Oh yeah, his intelligence officer. Yeah, played by Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, that was very funny. That guy was cross the whole time. It was so much fun. Yeah. Wasn't there a guy like that in, um, uh, not Band of Brothers? What was the one set in Iraq? Uh, oh, the one. Marines. Yeah, um, the first guys in. That was a, a Rolling Stone thing as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So they they had a character that was the same as that as well yeah. always mad yeah, always yeah, crazy yeah. and indeed the colonel in that show was mm. very much so like general exactly. man in this yeah. Yeah. so there are tropes yeah yeah um although this particular mcmahon was originally meant to be stanley mccrystal yes um correct but they decided they might get sued yeah so they they generated general mcmahon instead yeah if you look at uh mccrystal he's not unlike him Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I wonder where they Can get the inspiration from. <laughs> Even some of the some of the images, like uh, the, the photos, you know, just a stance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you give me a current affairs update? Is this based on a true story or what's the deal? Sort of. Yeah. If you're a lawyer representing General McChrystal, then it's definitely a work of fiction. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, we, yeah. can say, we can say allegedly, can't we? Yeah. Objection, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're anybody that's read the newspapers for the last ten years, uh, the parallels between the career of General McChrystal and General McMahon are undeniable. General McChrystal took over in in Afghanistan with said mission to kick ass and take names. And to be fair to the man, he more or less did that. He got the surge of uh, extra troops that were needed to crush 
uh, Taliban in particularly Helmand province where the uh, the British and Canadian troops had had real issues for a lot of years, largely because they didn't have enough men. Um, and then he had the misfortune to make some uncomplimentary comments about Joe Biden, uh, Obama's vice president. And I think about 12 hours later, he was on a plane to the White House to be, <laughs> to be fired. Um, so... Yeah, no spoilers or anything in this movie, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, if you do, if you look at the IMDb synopsis for this film, that's all covered there. Mm. Yeah, what did you think, Steve? Um, I enjoyed the intro. I thought, yeah, this could be cool. I kind of knew the story, um, so when it started to turn into, let's say, the the latter half of the movie and what was going to happen, I just sort of. The interest started to wane, mm. and then close to the end, I was just waiting for it to finish. Really, so it wasn't a, it, it, you know, it, it had a lot of promise at start, mm. but uh, mm. just yeah, uh, it was fine. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. fine. It was very flatlined by the yeah. time I finished it. Yeah, it was grand. Well, I think they dropped the ball in the approach. Brad is very good, but yeah, yeah, yeah maybe it, it just shouldn't have been a comedy. No, uh, no. You know, if you wanted to get some kind of message across about you know the the amoral behavior of politicians in 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 that kind of a situation, you can't do it with comedy, Unle- unless you go full satire or like Team America kind of stuff. Uh, you need to be much more serious and and give the audience something to hang their hat on and be worried about. In this case, you know, they didn't generate any sort of tension or care. You know, even when his job was under threat, it was kind of, "Hmm, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, they did tell a human story relating to a particular team um, in the army. They featured uh, two times quite prominently throughout the film. Um, And both times it was interesting. Um, and I, I, I think that's part of this movie's problem is that it flitted from telling a serious story about, you know, telling the human story mm-hmm. that related to these corrupt politicians. So it didn't know what it was. Is that mm-hmm. it? And then it went, wait a minute, we're funny. Mm-hmm. Let's try and throw some jokes in here. Have angry man say something angry again. Yeah. You know, and then went back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that the, the general's wife was played very well i thought they, they did that relationship really really well yeah. um you didn't really need for them to do any explanation of anything mm-hmm. to understand what was going on in that relationship yeah. I, I think like i didn't like this movie i don't think it's good i'm not going to recommend it when we get to scoring it but i thought brad pitt was excellent mm-hmm. yeah. i think he, he did a lot of things superbly in this movie mm-hmm. Um, actually, I thought the casting of the wife was uh, quite inspired. Yeah. Because, like, I suppose Brad Pitt has his history of beautiful wives and, and girlfriends and whatever over the years. So you kind of automatically assume that whoever is going to be his wife is going to be, you know, somebody gorgeous. It's Tilda, right? No. No? Okay. No. Um and the person, you know, he walks into the room to meet his wife, and it's, you know, clearly not Angelina Jolie. Um, okay. Which was, for me, quite unexpected. And uh, I was glad they did it that way. You know, it, it just gave you something a little bit different to the, the buy the book that you're expecting. Um, oh. Tilly, you know. sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, I, they they could quite easily have had him go into uh, the hotel room to meet his wife, and it's Gal Gadot or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And nobody would have batted an eyelid. Yeah. Um, so, kudos to them on that. Um, but overall, it's it's hard to like this movie. You know, there's there's lots of little good, enjoyable bits, <laughs> but the 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 sum of the whole is not not at all entertaining. No, it's not. I, I agree. There are really, there's some really good parts to it, some really shining examples of good filmography, but there's not enough of them. So in summary, 
Don't watch anything we reviewed this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It's been yeah. one of those weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think Mean Machine overall, even with Brad's amazing performance, is below average. It's a four for me. Yeah, much of a four, actually. Yeah, mm. it was fine, but it was below average. Um, I, I thought there was enough in it to be okay. I'll give it a five. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, Mike is unusually charitable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, speaking of Gal Gadot, have any of you been watching the, the recent spate of Justice League trailers that have come out? No. No, I deliberately avoided them. Yeah. <laughs> Just so it won't be spoiled when you watch the movie? That's right, Mark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of which, I haven't had a chance to catch up with you. Have you managed to uh, see either the apes or Spider-Man? Since we I haven't that. seen anything, Mike. Oh, I've seen man, nothing. We made, we made this great plan to go and see um, Spider-Man uh-huh. for the podcast a week ago, two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. And uh, see, we were going to ask um, Donna's eldest girl, who's 13, to babysit. Right. It was going to be babysitting literally from the time we left the house to go to the theater and the time it took us to get back. All children in the house were going to be asleep. Mm. Usually they never wake up. And we're going to have her be doing a sleepover. So she'd have company while it was going on, which meant one, she wouldn't fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And two, she wouldn't be worrying. Because the, the problem with, with people in their first time when they're babysitting is that they worry needlessly. Mm-hmm. So they're going up to listen to see if everybody's breathing and this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So um, this is a foolproof plan. Mm-hmm. So possibly go wrong. Yeah. yeah, and and uh, Taylor is, is dying to get into this babysitting arc because mm-hmm. to, that is the route for her to get pocket money from here on in. Like. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So, so everybody was going to win out of this. So Donna said it to her on the Friday that we planned to go. Mm-hmm. Do you want to um, do you want to have a sleepover tonight? Because this is the start. This is the narrow end of the wedge. And uh, she goes, no, I'm wrecked. I don't think so. Pause. <laughs> 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 Then to make it worse, she goes, but maybe tomorrow night. And Orla says she'd be up for it too. So now we've yeah. gone past the critical mass of one babysitter and one yeah, company. Yeah. <laughs> now there's three of them and it's more or less a teenage party. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so the sleepover happened on Saturday and it wasn't really safe at this point for us to leave the house. <laughs> right. So that was that was our tale. But uh, we'll, we'll figure out a babysitting solution and yeah, eventually yeah. I'll start going back to uh, yeah. the cinema again. Yeah. Actually, speaking of the cinema, I was shocked and appalled when I went to uh, oh, yeah? Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah? Nachos with cheese has gone up from five euros to seven euros. Jeez, a new and unemployed man. I tell you, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a bit excessive. It is. That's, what, 40% of my maths is in the Yeah. But surely there's someone I can write to. Uh, it's no. <laughs> if I could afford Brent, a pen as an unemployed person. You know what? I blame Brexit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'd agree with you if I knew what that was. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what was I going to say? Um, oh, there's something else. Oh, yeah. Next week I'll be uh, broadcasting from uh, France. La France. Yeah. <laughs> Nantes. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, so we're going to have, um, we're gonna have um, a three, three Skype thing like in the days so, of yeah. Sean. Yeah. I suppose it's probably worth previewing that we're going to have some reviews of pilots that are being watched in San Diego tonight by Sean. Mm. Oh, yeah. So San Diego Comic Con is in full flight. Sean is there. He is going to be watching some new pilots and reviewing them, and he's going to send us the audio, and we will publish it very quickly. Excellent. Actually, if if it's a three-way Skype and it's coming from France, that would be a menage à trois, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I see what you've done there, Michael. (laughs) A Skype menage à trois. (laughs) Right. Just saying. Okay. On that note, from this menage à trois, (laughs) (laughs) from Mike, Mark and Steve, (laughs) stay classy. (laughs) 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 Ha, 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 ha.